Hello, I'm therapist Gandalf Inkleywomples. Can you tell me a little bit why you're here, Brad? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm here because of an insanity attack. Okay. I've seen cases like this before. Just reading your resume here, can you tell me a little bit about what triggered this occasion? Uh, yeah, sure. I I was watching Mando Season 3, uh, Episode 6, Guns for Hire, and a certain two characters ignited my insanity attack. Like, I got up out of my seat, started pacing the room while screaming my head off. It got worse. I started to throw things. I threw pillows and almost threw my 200-pound dad across the room. It, it was bad. Yeah. Can you tell me who those characters were that made you insane? Uh, prepare yourself. It was Jack Black and Lizzo. No. What? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Star Wars Blip Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 6, Guns for Hire. Now, before we get into that, make sure you subscribe and follow this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get right into the breakdown. It was a very strange episode. Uh, I'm sure you're all, you know, talking about the big cameos. I know, I'll get to that. And I'll even make an episode with my brother uh, where we go over that uh, tomorrow, actually. All right, let's get into the breakdown. The scene opens up with Axe Wolf extracting a prince from a local ship passing by. The prince says, I thought Mandalorians were honorable. The Mandalorian holding him says... Only if you have credits. The main mission of this episode is to ex is to for Bo-Katan to recruit her fleet back to the Orthodox Mandalorians. She's on a mission to try to convert every single Mandalorian she can find back to Navarro, back to the covert, back to where the Mandalorians are actually from. That's her mission. That's her goal. She wants to make that happen. Uh, and so we kind of see this in this episode. She's trying to recruit other Mandalorians. So um, she's trying to recruit her fleet, captained by Axe Wolf, on a colorful dome encapsulated world known as Plazier 15. Din Djarin and Bo-Katan land the gauntlet and walk inside the main palace where they see Jack Black and freaking Lizzo. They are the kin, king, and queen of Plazier 15. And I've, I've been hearing some, some other sources that say um, the Mandalorian, its ratings uh, have gone down significantly uh, in, season, in the recording of season three. So they want to bring more uh, actors in for cameos to try to bump up their, um, their uh, ratings. And choosing Jack Black and Lizzo, definitely I would not choose them. But honestly... In all seriousness, I've watched this episode twice already, and I don't really have a huge problem with Jack Black and Lizzo being in this episode. Sue me. Like, I feel like it's a nice, refreshing um, little little pop of color and humor inside the show. Because some of sometimes these shows feel very stark and just gritty and just warlike. So having characters that really lighten the mood uh, can be refreshing. Um, so honestly... For me, I didn't really have a ginormous problem with Jack Black and Lizzo being in this episode. They were still out of place. I think that's a given. They didn't really fit very well uh, into the episode. Um, they were still 
really fun to watch, but they were kind of out of place. But overall, they they really made the episode work pretty well. So I don't have a huge problem with that. Um, they were slightly strange. Anyways, Jack Black and Lizzo are the king and queen of Plazier 15. They also have a problem with droids malfunctioning. So they need Din, Din's and Bo's help to fix this problem. Din and Bo-Katan to eliminate the malfunctioning droids, some which are decommissioned separatist battle droids. So we're dealing with some hot water here because Din Djarin hates droids with a burning passion. He hates droids so much. And now he's going to like interact with them. Great. This is Din Djarin's favorite day. He gets to hang out with droids. Yeah, not on the high list of Din Djarin's favorite things to do. Definitely low on the list. Hang out with droids. No, I don't want to do that. Honestly, I don't. I love droids. So I didn't. What What the heck, man? I love droids. I think they're so cool. What are you doing? They're awesome. Anyways, some of, some of the droids that they're going to be inspecting are decommissioned separatist battle droids. They first have to find the source of the problem. And so they go talk to the Ugnaughts, who basically program all the droids for Plazier 15. The Ugnaughts are the most skilled and hardworking people group in the galaxy. The Ugnaughts say the next malfunction might happen on the loading docks. Bo and Din go to the loading docks to scout the droid problem. Bo talks with a B1 battle droid, and this was super refreshing and just really interesting to see this B1 battle droid just hanging out, doing its job. And Bo-Katan literally comes over to it and starts talking to it. And we literally hear the, you know, the B1 battle droid's voice, which I've, when I've watched the Clone Wars, when I've interacted with Star Wars, I've always loved the B1 battle droid's voice. I think it's the most unique and fun voice uh, for a droid. Um, really clever, next to K2SO, obviously, and C3PO. But, Really cool. I love the voice of the B-1 battle droids. Anyways, um, while uh, Bo talks with a B-1 battle droid, while Din Djarin starts violently kicking several droids to the ground, testing if they are malfunctioning, the B-1 warns Din to not kick them, saying their main programming was for warfare. At this, the knockdown B-2 battle droid springs up and backhands Din across the helmet, sending him flying. It's literally WWE Star Wars edition, Din Djarin versus the B-2 battle droid. Fight! So cool. Anyways, the B-2 literally comes on and boom, spanks him across the face. Oh my gosh, dude. Din Djarin literally gets slightly like clapped. Din gets clapped by this droid. And he's flying across the deck. It's crazy. Um, anyways, yeah. So this droid smacks Din Djarin and then runs away. And so thus the wild droid goose chase begins. After running after the B2 droids for some time, Din tackles it to the ground and Bo finishes it off with her blasters. And they find a spark pad on the dead droid, which leads them to a droid bar. And this droid bar was so interesting. Literally, they go into this building. It's dark. It's filled with droids. It looks like a bar. It's so cool. Like, all these droids are just chilling and vibing in this bar. And it's, like, insane to just see all these droids just drinking Nepenthe. There's this, like liquid called nepenthe that droids drink it's kind of like alcohol for them 
uh, kind of makes them a little, little bit tipsy. Uh, so <laughs> if, you, if you have a droid at home, you want to get it drunk, just feed it in the temp, Nepenthe. Um, yeah, yeah. They In the droid bar, Bogotan and Dindran find faulty Nepenthe, which is a fluid that connects droid circuits, kind of like an alcohol for them. At the droid bar that all the malfunctioning droids drank before they went berserk. So they find a bad batch of Nepenthe that is basically setting off all of these droids. Uh, after this, they go to a lab to find programming subparticles in uh, the droid that malfunctions, which could tell them why the droids are malfunctioning. The particles are still active as the science droid in the room malfunctions and almost kills Bo and Din, shooting out uh, these green lasers that uh, are cutting. Uh, the droid almost kills the doctor lady, but she survives. Din, however, cuts it in half with the Darksaber before the droid can do any more damage. They find a chain code buried in the subparticles of the malfunctioning droids. This is illegal, and they trace the evidence. The illegal programming evidence dates back to Commissioner Hellgate, who Din and Bo met before going to inspect the droids. It's the guy who kind of looks like an egg. Uh, he's wearing like a blue jumpsuit, and he's bald, kind of creepy. Christopher Lloyd, that's basically who he plays in the episode. Um, basically... Commissioner Hellgate is the culprit. Din and Bo confront the commissioner, and he threatens to activate the battle droids on Plazier 15, revealing that he is a separatist. He still holds to the ideologies of Count Dooku, General Grievous, and um, the Empire. He says, Count Dooku was a visionary before Bo-Katan tases him to the ground and incapacitates him. Bo and Din present the caught Commissioner Hellgate to Lizzo and freaking Jack Black. And the Separatist security management on Plazier 15 is exposed. And it's cool because in the episode, Lizzo basically takes kindly to Grogu. And Din Jaren's like, well, he doesn't really like strangers, but Grogu literally does Yoda flips into Lizzo's arms. And she's like, oh my gosh. Bro, goes like my favorite, bro. Like, oh my gosh, me and him are like besties, bro. I'm just gonna like feed him this little blue chips and play croquet all day. Salaya, oh my gosh. Anyways, um, that's my Lizzo impression. My Jack back, Jack Black impression is probably <laughs> that's my Jack Black impression. I don't know, I don't know, dude. What am I doing? What am I saying? What am I doing with my life? I'm trying to make a Star Wars podcast. Anyways, okay, so uh, they capture the Commissioner Hellgate, who's actually a Separatist. Din and Bo say goodbye to Jackie and Liz and head to talk to the other Mandalorians stationed on Plazier 15 as basically guns for hire. Uh, Plazier 15 basically hired all those Mandalorians to basically protect the, the planet. Bo challenges Axe Wolf and wins the challenge. Wolf says that Bo is not worthy to unite all Mandos, but Din Djarin explains to the rest of the Mandalorians that he lost the Darksaber when he was fighting the General Grievous creature on Mandalore, and Bo killed the captor, which means that she is the rightful owner of the Saber. The episode ends as Bo is looking tough while holding the ignited Darksaber. Okay, 
So that was the breakdown. And tomorrow, me and Ethan, my brother, will basically break it down further and basically reveal our thoughts, what we thought about this episode. Uh, real quick, what I thought about this episode, it was a filler episode for sure um, with minimal plot development. Like the only plot development we got was um, Bogotan finally getting the Darksaber, which is actually a pivotal moment in uh, the show, which actually means that Bogotan is now worthy to unite all Mandalorians. So that that's basically my thoughts. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk at you tomorrow. Take a look at the show notes. We got Facebook. We got Twitter. Go ahead and check those out. YouTube, Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, Google podcast. I love you all. And I will talk at you tomorrow. For now, my name's Ty. And yeah, may the force be with you. Thank you.